I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. text message no i'm wondering today is the 24th of june ben and we're recording this for release on the 31st of june which doesn't exist so that will be the first of july (laughs) (laughs) good 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 catch there buddy 30 days has september april june and november so hopefully you all have a safe and fun fourth of july this coming week Oh, today's going to be fun. Mm. I just know it. I just know. Isn't every day fun, Stephen? You know, we've talked about it. I've been having a blast recording this. I really have. Even even when I've been in slightly darker places, it's good therapy. Well, we even had uh, people ask us the question, so what's what's after Extraordinary? What's next after this? Because we are, at this point, actually halfway through, almost halfway through, really, after this recording, our commitment Mm -hmm. of one year. So we're six months in. Yeah, June is June is six months. Yeah, for sure. So we're halfway through our 2019 commitment. So, what 2020 holds, I don't know, folks. Yeah, but halfway through 2019, we're both weighing less, looking better, sleeping yeah, better, Feeling eating better, good. having the best year so far in business. Yeah, both of us hitting our hitting the goals that we said we were going to hit out to. And this, Ooh, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about today. Much more than just an accountability thing for us, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we're also kind of ad-libbing this. Neither one of us came in with notes, but we've written stuff down since we started recording. <laughs> and, we're, and we keep cheating off each other, looking at each other. And trying to figure out what the other one's yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> He's looking at me like, oh, he said Nike and shoes. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting because we're ad-libbing. And we're usually fairly, I mean, we literally write one word down and then discuss things. So yeah, it's, we're, not, it's we're not like usually, we come in scripted, right? No, we don't come in scripted, but we definitely have talking points. Like in our phone, we'll pull up notes or something that we've had throughout the week. Oh, I wanted to talk on this particular point. But I mean, I'll start it off if you want. It's summertime. Things are starting to slow down a little bit. I'm going to the lake on the weekends, which is nice. Still haven't been invited to the lake by Ben, by the way, just for the record. Still have. And then you went to the river instead or whatever. Or the I lake don't know that Brian you've Scott. ever explicitly invited me to the lake. You're invited to the lake. Now it's recorded. Every weekend? No. <laughs> You just invited to the lake. Okay. It's one of those um, standing invites that I never actually get to cash in. <laughs> Let me check who's going to be there, Stephen. Let me see this if is you're a bad going... weekend. Bad weekend. Let me see if you're going to spoil any of my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is he going to screw this? Who was that up? Scottish guy that said fucking shit a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just it. A Scottish guy. Exactly. All right, so get going. What you got for me, Ben? Let's talk accountability. Uh, talk about the gym first. Yeah, let's, let's I, go I, was, there. I was going to jump to the gym and nutrition. Been pretty good with nutrition, tracking on it, down another couple pounds. I'm now to the point, the weight-wise, I was 
uh, kind of where we said we wanted to be a few weeks ago and each of us kind of screwed up on our last accountability. Me too. So I hit two, my 226. When I wasn't focused on it. Yeah, that's usually how it works, right? Mm-hmm. I focused on nutrition last week, though. I did stay within all my, uh, my at least my caloric uh, levels I'm supposed to hit and was balanced out my carbs and proteins and stayed low on fats. So that was good. So I've been good nutrition-wise, but I am giving myself some grace on the weekends just being like, hey, you don't need to track it, but be smart about what you eat, you know, and try to drink less and just be a just be a little bit of a good boy. Not too bad, right? So be good during the weeks. Have a little fun on the weekends. I mean, we're out at the lake for crying out loud. I and like then, it. Then uh, been working out every day. So every day during the week. <laughs> I was going to text you on Saturday morning when I was at the gym and ask you, and I was like, Nah, I know he's at the lake. And you know I wouldn't respond. Yeah, you, I don't even know that you look at your phone when you're out there. Uh, no, it sits on the counter, and yeah. I check it maybe once or twice a day. Yeah, if you've got Lauren and Weston with you, what yeah. what do you need to check? Well, and right, my parents are usually out there. Her parents are usually out there. So yeah, because they have cabins right across the street from. Do you each know other. who's not out there that calls you a lot though? You, me. <laughs> <laughs> and by calls me a lot. Yeah, he means a lot. No, I actually have. I had a good weekend. Did you stick around. I did, I stuck around, hung out with Emma a little bit, which is kind of weird. Obviously, you know, we've been talking a little bit. Who's Emma again, uh, for the <laughs> listeners that haven't maybe caught that before? I, I mean, don't know. I, I know who Emma is. I can't really put a, a label on that just now. It's the girl I was seeing at the Steven's start of the year. ex-girlfriend. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. And yeah, so did that. Felt pretty good, relaxed. It's funny, I just told her about 20 minutes ago when I was talking to her, she thought I was cranky last week. She thought I was moody. Oh, that's just your manners. That's and no, it, do you know what it was? And I wrote this down and I want to go two places with this. Does that say hummus? Humor. Oh, humor. I wasn't being myself. I, w- I wasn't sure what was appropriate humor wise. I was I, I just with wasn't. With her. Well, just with her. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't quite sure, you know, can I make a, is it too soon to make a joke? Is it? You know, I, I just was completely out of it. I didn't feel any animosity whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, so I just said to her there, I was like, I figured out where it was. I wasn't moody. I wasn't cranky. I was just, when you take humor away from me, I feel like that's my that's my ultimate disarming thing, right? <laughs> what do I do? I can, I can find humor in the darkest of situations. You know, when people tell me somebody's died, instead of crying about it, I always go to the, the best stories and the, the humor stories and things like that. So... Yeah, I, I just I realized that without humor, there was uh, not much there, and I need it. But then this morning I had a really interesting situation. I was installing an espresso stand in Chewila, Washington, which narrows it down to two, by the way. The owner is 80 years old. Wow. And her husband died in December. And basically for 45 minutes I was roasted and <laughs> uh, hit on by an 80 year old lady and it was kind of fun you said both roasted and hit on oh she was she was on one like she is a smart ass like me <laughs> and obviously she's one of my customers so I'm still kind of learning whether I can yeah how so much I was installing them so I'm still learning how how, how inappropriate inappropriate is and um yeah she said a few things that I was kind of taken aback by which you know doesn't happen very often so that was kind of fun you know so, what yeah. she might listen to the podcast I doubt it one of the ladies she won't even lake. text me oh really <laughs> one of the ladies at the lake she's like probably late 70s because um, Ben I, I've been listening to your pod 
<laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh, she means she's been listening to our podcast. And then at first I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Now I got, so, whoops. Yeah. So I figured out that my ultimate disarmor is trying to be a smart ass and be funny. Yeah. And I'd, I'd never really realized it before. I know I'm kind of funny. I know you're rolling your eyes at me right now. But I usually have a smart ass comment that can make people laugh or. Um, or usually just a, smart a story that just you know correlates with something that's that's happening and um, when you like to feed off other people's humor too I mean it begets humor type of, and that's why the two of us I think sometimes work well yeah and, and on, on that roll. and this is another thing I hadn't written down but I shared a text message with you that we got from one of our listeners about oh yeah self-deprecating humor yeah, and how yeah. often you and I actually say to each other like I don't know why anybody's listening to this or yeah, yeah if you're paying attention to us then and, and she basically said, well, you guys have got a podcast and you're in the self-help game. So when you when you do that kind of self-deprecating humor, it doesn't really reflect well on what you're trying to do because you want people to. Yeah. And I mean, both of us kind of were like. <laughs> Taken yeah. a little aback by that, weren't we? Well, we can't argue that. We can't, we can't rebut that because it's kind of true. But that's something that it made me think even more in our last accountability mm-hmm. update. You kind of. We called each other out, which was healthy, right? Healthy yeah, conflict. Yeah. But one of the things you brought to me was um, that I give too much advice. And when she sent that, I was like, well, that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so now you're trying to defend yourself? Not defending myself. I'm just saying that we're in the podcast game and advice is what we do, right? Yeah. We share and we learn. And, you know, if we have experience, we're going to give an opinion on it. Yeah. No, that took me back too. I was thinking about like, well, yeah. And I guess part of that is, is to your point, the humor point, like, not that we think that we don't know anything. I mean, obviously, both of us have done well, we're saying, oh, well, whatever that means. That's just part of who we are, too. It's kind of hard not to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I'm a I jack- get what she's saying. I know I can be a jackass at times. Oh, totally. Me too. But I need but- to know when self-deprecating humor is acceptable and when it's, when it's not yeah. appropriate. Yeah. So, again, on a so kind of... We'll, we'll be better. On a kind of tangent from that, you had an opportunity come up. Did somebody ask you for help with a business or advice, Ben? Yeah, yeah. We both had kind of stuff last week where people have now like pressures. Like, hey, I've been uh, listening to your podcast, and I had a couple people in the last week actually. One social media related, mm-hmm. and then one uh, just kind of went back and forth with a few text messages. Like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I think maybe you might be able to help me some career advice so we went back and forth talking and long story short came down to i think you should probably do a little more you know digging research soul searching find out what you actually want to do before you just go and quit your job Mm -hmm. but no it's interesting this podcast has been something i don't know if i agree with that i i like being under the gun but i'm not part of the situation so i don't know the ins and outs yeah But you can read the text message later if you want. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to come from different spots. I mean, I manage risk for a living and have a family with kids and people that are responsible to me. You know, I'm responsible for financially. Yeah. So probably a little different in terms of the advice I'm going to give somebody than, Yeah, I mean, know. I don't have the, all, the, all yeah. the facts to hand. But no, and they had another gal from high school reach out. Not the one that's a stripper and teaching strippers how no, to manifest that more Th- money, right? No, that's the third one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one that you follow on Instagram now. Yeah, but we shouldn't make fun. Yeah, that's not very nice. I didn't make fun. I, would, I did. Yeah, you did. That wasn't self-deprecating, at least. It was just deprecating. Just deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we can go in straight to hell. Hey, strippers um, are entrepreneurial. They are, yeah, making them dollar bills. But no, and uh, just reach out about finance and chat. So it's been cool. I, I, you know, it's fun to not necessarily, hopefully, always give advice, but just share my story. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's what I did, and here's where it worked, and here's what I've seen. And I tell people this all the time. It's like, it, even growing up as a kid, it's like I always wanted to sit down and have lunch with owners, CEOs, people. And I did it my whole, uh, every Wednesday throughout my senior year of college. I sat down and I was like, my only bit, if you will, here or whatever, is to learn your story, take little tidbits from your story, and apply it to my own life things that I see of value and apply it to my own life. So it's like, I think that's all we can ever do mm-hmm. is share our story. And then it's up to that listener or that person to find the value pertinent to their own life and apply it. Yeah. Cause I don't know where the value is in the stories we tell or the things that we offer people. I mean, I think they need to find the value in it. And if they do, you have a really big podcast or a really successful company or a really successful career when people find the value in it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways I think you can, Say like, hey, here's where people have found value, but... So, in a similar vein, I've been asked by multiple people on both fronts, either the business slash career front Mm -hmm. or the fitness front, like, hey, can you help me? I know you know a little bit about this. You're looking good. You've obviously done something right. Help me figure out why I'm not getting results. Help me start. Help me push on to something better. And, And I've really enjoyed it. On the business side of things, it's actually been really refreshing for people to sort of... uh that I've been listening to realize that because I work with so many different industries that I do have kind of inside knowledge into what people are doing, how they're doing about it, a lot type thing, yeah. why a lot of businesses fail, mm-hmm. you know, what a lot of business owners wish they could do versus what they are doing. Um, and then just insight into how people can raise capital, you know, whether they should do small business loans, things like that. And I really enjoy that. But I have been holding out on you a little bit, Ben. I had a major, major opportunity come across my bow about a month ago, and I didn't say anything on our podcast, so I don't like keeping secrets. But I, I really wrestled with it, and I eventually said no to it. And when I say it's a major opportunity, not necessarily in finances, but it was a major opportunity in terms of visibility. But I had to say no to it based on my beliefs. Ooh. So I won't say which school it was, but I was approached by a school to help with their business classes and sort of be an adjunct, if you like, adjunct and come adjunct, in. And, yeah, yeah, adjunct, yeah, adjunct, adjunct, however you say it. And adjunct. I talked twice about it and said no. And I said no because I don't believe in what they're teaching. I don't believe in going back to school for post-grad education when you can be in the business world doing things that are... Is this I'm not going to tell you which school it was. Maybe offline I'll tell you. But yeah, offline. Long story short, I said no. And I, I said no based on the fact that I truly believe that there's way better ways. I'm not telling you on air. It's written down. <laughs> they can't read it through the mic. I believe education's imperative but I don't believe that colleges are the only place to get education. I think doctors, lawyers, and in in the medical field need to go to school. If you're trying to get a craft, maybe, geez, you just wrote down every school in the area. I'm not telling you on there, Ben, you're going to wait. But yeah, I said no based on principles. I just couldn't. When I looked at their curriculum, when I looked at what, or syllabus, sorry, there you go. Syllabi. I know you like saying that. 
Um, when I looked at what they were asking me to push out there, I was like, do I have any leeway in this? Can I change it? Do I have any input into what your content is? And the answer was basically no. And I was like, yeah, I can't do it. I don't believe in that. Yeah, I said no. For now. For now? Maybe they'll come back with a better offer and let me have some input into what I can teach. But yeah, I was kind of... It, it was a it was a strange opportunity. Hmm, yeah. It was an interesting conversation to have, and like I said, I just wasn't there yet. So I think the education system needs massive reform before I could ever be part of it. That's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but that's I mean that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's a different podcast. So that was. But we're also recording on the day when our Rick Williver podcast got released. Yeah, today. man, I sweated like a mofo on that thing. <laughs> Oh, mofo sounds more fun, though. I don't believe so. I think that's just the, the church boy Mother in you. Fa. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, that was um, good. And a cool interview we'll as well. We'll have to go well. back and do it again. Yeah, so if you've not checked out a Rick Welliver interview, do, do it. it. Yeah, it was, it was fun. You know, super candid, especially when Rick uh, was asked by Ben why he uh if it was hypocritical to work with addicts and he's like well i am an addict never (laughs) asked if it was hypocritical no you were like wait so you drink and and he's like well i said did did you have a problem like so you drink but did like did you and he's just like i'm an addict and ben was like oh i should take my foot out my mouth (laughs) he kind of like it was weird for a second. I'm like, he's not really answering. He's like, well, I, 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 I'm an addict. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay he's like i just don't it just doesn't control me i'm like interesting but okay beyond that he does a lot for local youth obviously we talked about this on the podcast but so stoked and i've had so much great feedback from people saying they were excited to yes. listen to that yeah. one and ben and i boxed but we didn't box each other maybe that's for the next time once ben can actually throw a punch that's faster than the ones he was throwing See, deprecating humor again right there. That's oh, I'm not totally, self, just deprecating. I have no problem with it. I punch Asshole. a lot harder than you do right now. How about you punch me as hard as you can, and I'll punch you as hard as I can with boxing gloves on. Are we 12 still? I didn't know we were 12 years old. Out ahead. Oh, I didn't know we were 12 years old still. <laughs> I thought we moved past that when, you know, we hit 20. So I want to talk about some corporate stuff. I work for a massive company, right? And I'm going to try and do this without sort of just opening myself up to getting slaughtered and fired. I got <laughs> my, bo- my my direct manager is on vacation right now. So somebody's filling in for him. And I'm going to be as candid as I can without being inappropriate. Somebody's filling in for him? Yeah. Is it someone of your same like position? You know who it? it is. Yeah. <gasps> no, it isn't. So I report directly to what we call a division manager. I don't have a territory manager as a buffer between, and I've kind of earned that right, so I don't have a direct boss, if you like. My direct boss is like two above me. So he's on vacation, and he asked this guy to sort of cover the rest of the team, and maybe me, I don't know. But I got a text message this morning, and I understand why it came. And the text message was asking me why I only had one FTA in the system. And the response was simple. I only have one FTA this week. And that's a first-time appointment. I have multiple appointments to install, multiple appointments to progress things that I've, people I've met with before. And I'm always grinding, right? Yeah. Never switch off. I just had somebody call me this morning, additional location that will sign up, install before the end of the month. 
it's bonus money, right? Yep. For, for the company and for me. I responded politely, you know, I have won. And the reason I'm not going to put four more in, because I think a lot of times in the corporate world, salespeople are incentivized to have these metrics that are sometimes falsifiable, if that's a word. They can falsify oh, yeah. them. And They're fake. They're not genuine leads. So the reason I don't put all of the FTAs in now or fudge them, so to speak, is because my direct boss came to me once and said, hey, you've had this many appointments and you've only closed this many. And I kind of looked at him and said, well, you know that I've been putting five appointments in a week so you don't get heat. And I don't get heat, but only two of those appointments each week are real. Therefore, my closing ratio is actually this much. <laughs> three of them are lies. So are we looking for the truth or are we looking for numbers? Like, is it COA? Yeah. So, so I am... Uh, I'm very much, I know my numbers. Like if you say to me, Stephen, how many appointments do you need in order to sell this much and make this much this year? I'll tell you in 30 seconds. I'll break it down. I know my numbers. I know my metrics. I'm big on it. But what I'm not big on is false metrics or metrics that can and, and my polite response was, hey, here's why. I think it creates a false metric. If I put an extra four in, I know you have to report up that, why I don't have five, but you can also just point at the number and go, look what he sold for the last six months. Look look at his win streak for the last three years. Look at what he's gotten already sold that will install next month. So, so they have corporate dictated metrics for you. Yeah. yeah. But, and this is the fun part, I figured out this week, last week, why they have these metrics. Ooh. So we have a corporate employee stock purchase plan right so i can mm -hmm. buy mm -hmm. stock at a reduced rate which i do and i've also had a bonus basically a thirty thousand dollar bonus which i think i shared with you where it vests over three years i'm yes. given yeah. a certain amount of stock so huge right awesome and then obviously we just purchased another company and that the stock's doing really well right now so it's good well i got on an investor call last week and they're talking about how many people we're meeting with Heartland specifically, as part of this bigger company, well, our Heartland reps had X amount of FTAs last week on the investor call. So I'm oh. like, oh, light bulb above the head. I know why they want us to have FTAs in the system now. Now, obviously, the simple answer from management is have more FTAs in the system. Now, some weeks I've got 10 FTAs. Some weeks I have one. But I'm always grinding to move things forward, and that's kind of where... I wonder if uh, other people in corporate environments have metrics or things that they're supposed to report that they just don't understand why or, mm. or what the purpose is. And I wonder from a leadership standpoint what they're thinking when they create these things that people can falsify. Because I know for a fact that a lot of the reps that have five in there or eight in there or ten in there are putting it in there just to get a pat in the butt they're not actually running those appointments those aren't businesses they're actually meeting with so yeah i don't know why i brought that up i just it was it was fresh in my mind and it's an interesting and it's true though i mean it's a good reminder that even though in your case like you're doing well you're successful not every week is going to be packed full of new business right and we've talked about this how business really ebbs and flows how you were saying some weeks you're going to have 10 ftas and some weeks you might have one yeah well so last week I didn't stop last week. I was in Wallace twice. I was in Chihuahua twice. Like, I did not have a minute to scratch my arse, never mind do anything else. 
I didn't play golf last week, and it's the summer. If that puts it in a perspective for you, yeah. So just some weeks, like you say, are, are slammed, and some are not. So have you get anything like that that That's you wonder? That's not any different than any other company, though, or yeah. any other sales cycle. I mean, right? Sales yeah. cycles vary, and we're dealing with human <laughs> humans, which <laughs> yeah. anything but <laughs> easy. <laughs> and they're like, yes. Yeah, the logical next step would be this. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'll show you what I said. It wasn't disrespectful. It was just very matter of fact. Like, no. hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I think of I, that particular I metric. Don't have any like that to answer your question. No, just because we don't have. I mean, I think it's they have those. I think major corporations have metrics like that because they have no other way to measure it. The CEO mm-hmm. needs metrics. The CEO can't get. He doesn't know what Steven's doing on a day-to-day basis like your boss does. Like some of these Speaking guys. Speaking awesome. Yeah, they know that. They already know that, right? <laughs> but your boss doesn't know that. Your top, yeah. top, dog boss doesn't know that. So what other way, if they can't be with you and see you every other week or whatever, do they know that you're grinding? Yeah. It's like Tim comes into the office and he knows that I'm in there. I'm doing calls. I'm grinding, trying to get new people. Or you're on the, the phone with me. Or I'm on the phone with you and he knows that. and. <laughs> He's like that freaking Scottish guy. <laughs> you tell him to quit calling. But that being said, I was on an all like a, a big call last week. Like we call it a town hall, and we have some really cool shit coming, and I'm excited. I'm just going to like they're they're giving us tools, she and I, I I appreciate that. It's something that Ten Capital does as well. Like you guys don't just keep trying to do things the same way. You're always you're you know. Tim talked about it when we chatted with him. He's investing in technology, investing in infrastructure, yeah. giving you the tools to say, hey, I know you're happy with your guy. I know you think he's a good dude, but look at what we're doing and here's why you should work with us. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about it. It's like, but we all love loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all want our clients to be loyal to us. And as long as you have a good, like a good product and you're taking care of your client and all that, loyalty is great. But at the same time, we ask people, it's like, how much is that loyalty really costing you though? Mm-hmm. So you yeah. could be loyal to people. It's like you could be loyalty to an abusive spouse, but how much is the loyalty costing you? There's no yeah. reason to be loyal to somebody who isn't loyal to you or isn't bettering themselves. We're kind of, you know, for yeah. you. So on a tangent there, just as like a PSA, if you are in a shitty situation, whether it be mentally or emotionally or physically manipulative, abusive, toxic. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of it. Don't be there. I mean, you bringing that up kind of makes me think of some people that I know that just put themselves in shitty yeah. situations and then stick up for people and well, and yeah, reach out to somebody. Not only they put themselves, they might have just gotten sideways in something, mm-hmm. in a shitty situation, and now the hardest part is just taking the first step to get out of it, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, taking the first step, it's like once you get that first foot you know, moving, then things get a little easier. But until you take some type of you know change incremental small mm-hmm. little change yeah it doesn't it doesn't get better yeah, i think a lot of people are scared to make changes because it becomes habitual it becomes routine you know any kind of toxic situation can become normal mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't want to compare yourself per se but you certainly want to look around and say hey do other people need to deal with this should we answer adrian on the on the podcast yeah, on speaker. Hey, Adrian, we're recording a podcast right now yeah, and I've decided s- to answer you on speaker. D- dysfunctional uh, relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you got? 
You need to be a little bit more clear than that. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. I got excited about beer on the west side. On the podcast? You're on the podcast, not the west side. Adrian. Are you there? Yeah, I don't know where you're saying. I thought you said you're doing a podcast with Jordan Campion. No, that was a few weeks ago. It's just Ben and I today, an accountability update. But we saw you calling and we thought, <laughs> let's answer this and stick it on the speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, are you in Milwaukee? Yeah, I'm driving down looking at a couple apartments. Nice, and you might be switching out there full time, huh? Do you want to announce this, by the way? Because we get a lot of people listening. <laughs> not yet. Uh, they actually made a formal offer today, to which I had a counter that was not too far off. So I think it's probably going to end up happening, but not officially yet. I don't want to say anything to all right. Well, hey, let me um, let me give you a call later, and we can talk off air because all of this has been recorded on our podcast right now. So, <laughs> you stopped recording, didn't you? No, we're still recording. Oh, we? Ben's already talked about a song that's titties and beer, so we're all right. We're explicit. We have an E. Cool, cool. I'll catch you guys later. All right. Adios, Adrian. Take care, dude. Bye. That's the first. <laughs> we'll see how that sounds when we try and edit it. Because he was well, all excited and yelling. Well, there was some stuff we weren't supposed to record in there, so we'll have to... Yeah, Adrian might be moving to Milwaukee, everybody. By the time this goes out, he'll yeah, have made his decision. Oh, will he? Okay. That's where his company's based. It's a, it's a good move from, I think, from a professional standpoint, it's going to be good for him. Interesting. Plus, I'll go over there in the fall and take him to Lambeau, and then we'll show him what a real football team looks like. He doesn't need to be a bandwagon Seahawks fan. Jeez. Oh, uh, Stephen. Well, I have something to bring up, Stephen. All right. You know I have a trainer. Yes, and the, my trainer and I talk about you occasionally. I don't know why. Just because, you know, I've told him, yeah, part of the podcast that I record with this Scottish guy who thinks he knows more than you is this. <laughs> and <laughs> Do you see it just like that? No. Okay. I just said that, I just said that part. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I went down and re- did our, record our podcast with my buddy that is a Scottish guy that we record with, and I always have to throw in the Scottish guy <laughs> with Mike Nilsson. He knew who Mike Nilsson was, so he was like, oh, sweet, Mike's a great guy, good PT guy, like, mm-hmm. he's a great trainer. He came and would train me at my school and da 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 when we were there. And I was like, well, yeah, we were talking about the shoes, Nike shoes, and he's like, shoes? And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. What's with freaking people that train and Nike shoes? I was like, yeah, Mike and Stephen both have Nike shoe problems. He's like, Nike? I'm like, oh, for the love of God. Dude has like 70 pairs of Nike shoes. I was like, Stephen, you're more like him than you even want to admit. He just went up in my estimation. <laughs> I still think he's, he needs to sort out how he puts his programs together. I'm gonna, I want to invite you to come one day just to see you guys go at it in the gym. I won't argue with him. Oh, jeez. I wouldn't. You know, I didn't argue with Mike. Some of the stuff Mike had is doing, I was a bit like, mm, okay. Um, I liked it. Mike kicked our butt. He did kick our butt. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to go for a run after this. And then halfway through, you're like, I'm not going for I a run I went to the gym. This. I did an hour that of cardio was, that night. Oh, you're ridiculous. I can show you. Okay. I did an hour of cardio after that. Well, your jawline looks extra better this week. Thank you. <laughs> a couple other people think so too. I know, it does. Yeah, you lost face fat. Yeah. Yeah. Face fat. <laughs> what? 
It's just funny. Face fat. Face fat. Um, you can't no, have a fat face. One of the old men in the gym this morning actually commented. He goes, Stephen. And I had my headphones in, but I still heard him because I was in the process of putting the ah, other one okay, in. Yeah. My, my AirPods. I was like, oh, hey, Bob, how's it going? And I swear to God, he. I shouldn't. No, I'm not going to. I think he likes looking at other men's wellies, but <laughs> he spends an inordinate amount of time in the locker room. Anyway, so I was fully clothed, I hasten to add. I'm going to watch out for Bob on the south side. So I'm talking to him, and he's like, you've lost a ton of weight. How much weight have you lost? And I went, well, it depends when I start tracking. I said, since about this time last year, I'm down about 25 pounds. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you really see it. He's like, I see it in your face. He said, you look strong and fit. And I was like, thanks. Yeah, and luckily, you didn't lose it in your buttocks. And then he goes, how did you do it? Now, this guy weighs about 100 pounds soaking wet. There's not an ounce oh, of fat tiny on guy. him. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> and I, I, I had to be honest. I was like, well, it's a combination of training and eating better, but eating what the hell I want when I want, but then just taking care of myself for a week or two after that. And yeah, I mean, I just I keep coming back to the fact that macros, I just don't believe in it. And I think it's just a caloric deficit and creating a caloric deficit one way or the other. I think that is the biggest, definitely the biggest thing. I'm not going to pretend to know. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's a simple sum. Anybody that's ever lost weight has done it through two methods, illness or caloric deficit. Caloric deficit is going to create, it can be created thousands of ways. You can do Atkins, you can do paleo, you can do keto, you can do... Yeah, pick your diet. Friggin' vegan diet. You can just say, hey, I'm going to do 1,500 calories instead of 2,500 calories. But regardless of what you do, all of those things invariably create a deficit in the amount of calories you're bringing in. So, yeah. I like it. Um, but so you and him are more similar is what I was getting at with the shoes. Okay. You both yeah. like your Nikes. I can appreciate another sneakerhead. A shoe oh, dog. the other thing that I kind of brought up is I think one of these podcast days, what we're going to do is we're going to go down and pick out some Nike shoes. Okay. When you say we, do you mean you, we together? Yes. Hand in hand. Skipping. So are you looking for input on what you should be wearing when you're training? Or? All the above. We're going to go down and get some Nike shoes. Okay. Because what I would say is this. <laughs> okay. I see people at the gym wearing the wrong shoes all the time. And I don't mean the wrong shoes as in brand. I mean the wrong shoes for lifting. As in sole and what. So no, I need the flat. No, no. You know, if you're, if you're wearing something at the gym that has a visible air bubble and you're trying to lift any kind of weights, unless you're sitting down or laying down every time you lift. You're going to bubble your butt. You're literally, you have no stability. So... I'm a big believer in the Metcon, Nike Metcon, or even the Reebok version for CrossFit. Metcon. Or Metcon. Mm. means metabolic conditioning. Interesting. Um, th- those, are, those are the best training shoes on earth, if you ask me. I have like eight pairs of them, different colors, different styles. Some of them are free soles, some of the, but always with the stability in the heel. And I hate when I see people wearing like air bubbles or, you know... The worst is when I see young people wearing like New Balance and Fila, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? You're broken. Show me your AARP card. Yeah. What in the... Did you see those people, the, the old folks that were burning their New Balance when Nike got in trouble in the last year or whatever, whatever, they were people like, oh yeah, screw you, Nike. And they're burning their New Balance shoes. Why would they... Oh, they thought they were Nike? <laughs> yeah. 
This is, this is why we need to trim the herd, dude. <laughs> trim the herd. Yeah. Um, what was I going to bring up? There I don't something. know. You kept talking and I forgot. <laughs> Might be a good thing. Story. Oh, your car. What you were carless. You should have seen Steven. Steven, for like a week, was driving around this little, like, go-kart. Chevy Cruze. Yeah, it was a go-kart. Don't it was buy a tiny one. little car. But, and then you got your Nazi mobile back. And My Nazi what box, was wrong yeah. with it? I'll give the story first. So, busiest day of the year. Actually, it was a really freaking interesting day. Busiest day of my year was also coincided for work and uh, Spokane Young Professionals, which I serve on the board I'm currently president of. And our biggest event of the year is the Arborcrest event, which is a winery on a cliff overlooking. And it was a good time, right? So the morning of that, I drive to the gym. On the way home from the gym, the battery light on my car came on. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So my plan is, okay, the battery's either faulty or maybe it's the alternator, just isn't charging anything, whatever it is. I needed to drive to Wallace, Idaho, which is about an hour and a half away. So I'm hoping, praying that it's just the battery and I'm going to buy one of those little things that I can plug in and jumpstart it anywhere. As I'm driving to the O'Reilly or whatever down the road, I'm coming down Altamont, if you know where that is, on a hill. Every electronic light on my dashboard came on at the same time. ABS went out, power steering went out. I was Fred Flintstone in the brake pedal. It's also a manual car, by the way. So I'm like trying Pumping to put it. my yeah. foot through the floor to slow it down, going down the hill, using the gears to slow it down. Like as I'm trying to turn, I mean, without power steering, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a treat. Oh, it was it was a workout to get it back to the house. So anyway, by the time I got everything situated back to the house. I was like, shit, I'm now an hour to an hour and a half behind for the entire day. I need to go to Wallace and I can't not go because I've got two accounts to install and one to sign in Wallace, Kellogg area, over a mountain pass. So I get on the laptop right away, book something at Enterprise, jump in an Uber down Enterprise, get the car, shoot out to Wallace, do what I've got to do there, but I'm an hour and a half behind come back into town I've got a bunch of stuff to do that afternoon to get Arborcrest yeah, set up ready. and at the same time this was kind of close to when Emma and I had started corresponding again she decides she's going to turn up at Arborcrest as well so <laughs> on top of everything I've got and this was also the same week that my my buddy snuffed it yeah so I'm all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. hot and bothered. I think I said to you, I'm really good at just putting my head down and getting shit done. Yeah, I'm the event went smoothly, did everything I had to do, talked in front of a bunch of people while my, at that, well, still ex-girlfriend still is there, kind of like feeling really awkward. Um, <laughs> and then afterwards, I just had to shut down. Like People were like, oh, we're going to... We're going to go and have a drink. And I think I was even rude to you where I was like, don't even ask. I'm just, I, I can't. No. Well, no. <laughs> the, you were going to go somewhere afterwards. And that's why I asked. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, so you were good. Um, you're a good boy. But yeah, that was a day. That was day from hell. But I think. Isn't it funny? Some of those days you're just like, where is L? Like it, it becomes humorous. Almost. Yeah. Like, and that, that comes back to that without humor. Like yeah. if I couldn't laugh about that, I mean, where would I be? Where, where, why are you rubbing your nipples and looking at me, Ben? What in the hell is wrong with you today? 
and I am not deleting that. I want people to know what you just did. <laughs> oh, your wife has it. Your wife has her hands full. Um, no, but I, I guess this is you kind of a no humble idea. brag. But I think other days like that, or other people, when they're faced with things like that, they cancel their appointments in a different state. They don't drive the hour, hour and a half they have to mm-hmm. to go and get stuff done. They lean on other people, ask other people to pick up their portion of what they have to do. And and I was just like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to be, that's a good call that I should take. I know I've already taken one call. This is a big deal. I'll have to call him back as soon as I'm off the podcast. I'll tell you about it in a minute. I can already see the company he's working um, can make the connection. Yeah. So <laughs> you want me to stop that vibrating? I already did. Okay. I think a lot of people would give up. A lot of people would not. A lot of people would be like, I can't do this. I'm, no, I don't want you there. Or whatever it was, I just I just put my head down and got through it. And like I said, that's it's kind of a humble you, brag. You. I think so. I well, don't. I, and honestly, I get that's what done. makes people uh, successful, right? It's like when others will stop and quit, you don't. No quitting, Stephen. And the thing is, like, for me... <laughs> Why are you laughing at me like that? Who says no quitting, Stephen? There is no quit in me. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to the point of stupidity sometimes, I'll keep trying something that I shouldn't because I want it to work. I'm still trying to play golf, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, 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 you should quit. Speaking of which, my golf game's actually been good this year. I got a third, by the way, for us. <laughs> Travis Pop just called me, so I was sending him a selfie of us. Wait, Travis Pop is uh, going to do golf with us? Lessons? No. Who is it? Is it somebody I'll like? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. They're good fun. Yeah. So Ben played a hell of a prank on myself and a girl called Brooke last summer. Brooke's uh, with a large construction company here, and Ben invited us all to play in a, a golf tournament. <laughs> it was an unintentional prank. Yeah. So we showed up. And her friend Landon, who I've become pretty close with, actually. I see yeah, him at the gym dude. a lot. Really good dude. But he's introducing himself with his first and last name, which I've always been skeptical of, by the way. So Landon Cunningham. Hand out, shaking it. And Brooke and I kind of look at each other because he just <laughs> seems so straight-laced. We're like, oh, shit, is this going to be fun? So we kind of joked about it. We drive out to the first hole that we're going to tee off at, and I bust out four little mini fireball shot bottles toss everybody one and, and land and I think he sensed the situation was kind of fucking with us and he just goes I can't guys I don't drink and I just my head instantly turns to Ben like you invited somebody to a fun golf tournament that doesn't drink and he's like I'm just kidding so then we did the fireball and he turns out to be a great guy and a lot of fun but I thought uh, Ben had stitched I thought you had stitched me up good <laughs> I got 18 more holes of this oh. Yeah, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about people introducing themselves with first and last name the first time they meet people? I do it. I I don't like it. I'm just like, hey, I'm Steven. If you want to know more about me, we'll talk. I think a lot of the time, well, in Spokane, I don't mean to say it, like people, like if they know your last name, it can be a good icebreaker, right? So I use my last name. My last name is usually the Scottish guy. Steven, the Scottish guy. Steven, that Scottish guy. Yeah. You wanker. Um, have I talked about the fact that we've been recognized a few times by people, by the way? I don't know, but you really like to talk about it. I'm kind of stoked on it. I'm Spokane famous, I think. <laughs> I'm kidding. but <laughs> <laughs> That was Stephen's head getting bigger. 
Are you and Travis? So so Ben's texting while we're here. By the way, are you and Travis trying you to figure out? Literally took a phone call. Yeah, but we did it on air. Are you I'm and Travis trying to figure out how to get me to go um, mountain biking? Mountain biking? No, we already know how we're going to do that. Get a helicopter. Yeah, get a helicopter. Yeah. Or make Drop you lose a bet. Or lose a bet. Oh, speaking of bets. Yeah, I lost that one. Did. <laughs> <laughs> what bet was that? The bet was I had to introduce myself to a hot girl at the gym who I'm scared to talk to because she's a 13 out of 10. And I have not introduced myself. And this is probably going to get so, me in trouble. New bet within, we'll give you a month. Why? No. We'll give you a month. I don't want a month. Within the month, you got to talk to this girl or you go mountain biking on a Wednesday night with us. No, that's not fair. Why? Because I'm in a different situation from where I was when I made this bet. No, you're not. I am mentally. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, not doing it. Fine, that's cool. Not doing it. You can be that guy. You know, just go against everything we talked about before. I did point her out to Adam Jackson this morning and he agrees. So you're still looking at her and pointing her out and talking about her. But you won't talk to her. So which one's creepier? Here, I'm, I'm not going to actually talk to you. I'm just going to talk about you on a podcast and point you out to my buddies. I don't know what to say. I'm <laughs> speechless. What? <laughs> you? Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. That just happened. Okay. Challenge accepted. No, I'm not going oh, mountain you, you biking. Accept? Okay, sounds I do good. not want to go mountain biking. <laughs> it needs to be a solid bet for me to lose before I go mountain biking. It sounds like purgatory. <laughs> can I not just meet you all for a cheeseburger afterwards? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was fun. That yeah. Was fun tangent. You like putting me on the spot, huh? Oh, it's fun to put you on the spot. Hey, I had an interesting lunch today. I bet I don't have anything to talk about after this. Oh, we have to talk off air with it? No, we're going to talk on air about this, and then okay. I don't have anything else to talk about. We had, uh, you know, 10 Capital does quarterly educational events. I think mm-hmm. you've been to one where we got wine. And I've been to a few, and, yeah. Yeah, and so people come, and clients, friends of the firm come and mingle, have a good time, but also get to learn a little about the markets. I just got the email about the July one. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit. So we actually had lunch today with the guy who's going to be the speaker mm-hmm. at our event. Dude is got one hell of a story. He came to the U.S. seeking asylum. So he was granted asylum to come to the U.S., basically. Where's he from? Burundi. Just mm-hmm. a country right by Rwanda. And so same kind of historical you know, country issues. Is it still even a country? Uh, sounds like it. Yeah, okay. From what his, and so he hasn't seen his family. He spent six years in a refugee camp in Ethiopia before uh, he worked as a translator for the U.N., and then got kidnapped and then was saved by the UN peacekeepers, I guess is what they're called. And that's when he was, but you know, six years later, after being there, I was like, talk about a crazy story. It's like, when you think you're having a hard day, Spokane actually was when he flew to, he said he flew to Los Angeles from Ethiopia. And it's like, that is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, Hell of a story. So next time you think that you are uh, having a bad day, 
to think about sitting in a refugee camp for six years. Yeah. But uh, so he's going to be going back and bringing shoes too. So if you got any shoes that you want to send with him, got uh, he's bringing them back to the kids of Burundi, I think is how you say it. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, yeah. so I apologize. That's cool. Well, yeah, I don't have anything else. I think we should probably set some goals for our next accountability update. I would like That's at in that two weeks. point two to weeks. have some news about a brand new partnership as well, which is going to feed me more business and I'll give more details. So that's kind of my, I want to get that over the line. You want, want it signed or what do you, what do you want? I want it signed. If not signed, then pretty far advanced to the point that it just is waiting on a signature. So that's, that's what I want to do business-wise. Fitness-wise, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, fitness-wise, I'd like to, I'd like to hit 225. All right. In the next two weeks, you're still like setting to. those number goals, huh? I would. I just, I mean, it's like that's kind of like a number I would just want to be at. <clears throat> All right. Um, but also, I feel really good. Good. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. So looks can be deceiving, then. Looks can totally be deceiving. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a model man or anything like that. I was joking, dude. You, you do look are. good. You look and pretty. And then uh, that's the first time you've ever told me that. Yeah, well, that's cool. Thanks for the compliment. If you try and kiss me, I'll punch you. I'm not going to kiss you. Definitely not you. Okay. Well, but I guess uh, what you got. Goal. It's, wow, jumping. Sorry, down. sorry. Good Lord sorry. have mercy, you eager son of a... It's usually but, you trying to end shit early. I know. Um, I don't know from a business standpoint. I You said something was kind of like, yeah, I didn't deny it. You said that you, I feel like, and luckily for me, it's like, you, you're like, Ben, you feel like you've been going at 70, or I feel like you're going at 70% sometimes, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but lucky for me, my 70% is like better most than most people's, people's 150. Yeah. So, and it's like, I don't feel like you're pushing yourself to the extent of, you know, your real abilities. That doesn't get any better during summertime for me, <laughs> especially going to the lake. But I will kind of admit to that. Not in every aspect, but definitely in There was areas. no mean spirit meant with that, by the no, way. No, I know. When this part of it is calling each other out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying I have a way of overcoming that or fixing it or changing or necessarily an intense desire to change. But I guess acknowledging the fact that it's like, yeah, there's some truth to that sometimes. Wow. That takes a big man. And not in stature. And it's... N- <laughs> No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big boy. But, uh, and that's not always the case. I mean, I definitely want to be seen as somebody who's doing 110%, right? So for somebody to say like, hey, you're doing 70, it's like, what the? I'm sorry. So now I need to work on ways or th- process some ways or think of something. I'm not sure what it is yet. Now I'm like, God damn it, Stephen, you bastard. Of how to do 110%. Because sometimes I think, yeah. Or just 90. Progress. Do a little bit a lot instead of a lot a little bit. Because if you jump up to 100, it's going to burn you out. But if you do 1% more every day. Our Atomic Habits book. Just saying 1% yeah. more. Part of that could be calls. Uh, I could do more calls. Yeah. Right? It could be a lot of things. But yeah. it's on you to figure it out. And well, and you I mean, share with us talking next our, Talking about clients, calling more clients. Call your clients, right? Mm-hmm. Even when you don't need to. Yeah. There's nothing really to talk about but the touch base. Yep. I think that could probably be an area just uh, to generate more business. Touch your base with your clients, see how they're doing. Yeah. I'll think on it, but... 
feel like you're fucking with me right now because you know I had that big call that I want to return and you're like I'm just going to talk for another 20 minutes Stephen <laughs> so <laughs> Stephen why don't we talk about your relationship how about you eat a bowl of dick <laughs> this is ordinary to extraordinary thank you for listening yeah so until the next time be good to yourselves and to each other and don't forget to follow us on all major social media platforms. Boom. Boom. And I am bone rise up, ting ting like glitter and gold. I got fire in my soul, rise up, ting ting like glitter. Like glitter and gold. Like glitter. You're asking for, and everybody in the front.